maybe if I was to write a, a, a headline, I'd be like, oh, I slept with two. Th- I slept to 10 men all over Ghana, right? And then maybe when they read, they'll be like, oh, she used couch surfing. And mm. so she said, these are like, I don't know, maybe I have to play that game as well. And once the attention is gained, the information is, is shared, I guess. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Open Conversation, episode 13. I'm your host, Joseph. So, we all know that the pandemic has affected a lot of things, and one of those things is travel. So on today's show, I had my guest with me, Shirley. And if you know Shirley, Shirley is a travel blogger. She usually travels all, all across Ghana, sometimes even West Africa and other countries. Yeah, she's written a lot of stuff online about her travels and their experiences. So on today's show, I talked to Shirley about how the pandemic has affected travel and how she's kind of adapting to this new normal and what she's currently doing. But we also talked about the concept of friendship. We talked about, you know, growing up, how friends affect you, how friends kind of distance themselves as they grow older, you know, and do their own families and everything else. So we talked about that. We also talked about Ghana in general, as far as what's happening on social media and other places. So yeah, this was a good lengthy episode. So I hope you like it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. How are you? How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine managing. Managing. How is this whole thing? Because you're always traveling, but now you can't move anywhere, right? I cannot go anywhere. All the plans I had for this year seem to be out of the door. I was planning to do a whole West African trip, road trip, and now that's not happening. And I fixed my life around it, right? So, like, I didn't have any plans for the time it was supposed to take like three months and now you know that's not happening all the savings i saved towards that is what i i'm living off now so even Mm -hmm. when all this is said and done and now obviously for a travel blogger content creator there isn't a lot of work so when this is all over to then i have to go back to square one to you Mm -hmm. know save up and plan and everything like that um, I got some travel-related gigs. They've all been cancelled. You know those type of things, and you already know being a full-time content creator in this country is not the easiest thing, right? Like yep. it's very hand-to-mouth. Yeah, it's very you, hand-to-mouth. You guys yeah. are always hustling all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's always a hassle. It's always a hassle, but I mean, I feel like another thing, the good side of the corona is, is really made me see how, I don't know how intense it is and how, you know, I need to be more strategic, mm-hmm. you know, like you can't continue to live hand to mouth at, at a certain age. And <laughs> so, you know, it's giving me some sharp reality checks and you know, I'm, I'm like in a better um, mindset or I've seen that, I don't know the, the, I don't know what the 
the word is, but the... Like it gives you a better perspective? Yeah, it's giving me, like it, it's giving me a reality check that I needed. And it's mm. shown me how time sensitive it is, right? Because sometimes you have a rough idea that, oh man, I need to be, I need to be, I need to, but you sort of relax in your comfort zone and, yeah. and stuff like that. But now it's like, I used to tell my friends all the time that I struggled with the idea of saving towards a rainy day because I, I regarded every moment of need as a rainy day. And I always thought that if, it, if worst case scenario, there are family and friends around that you could lean on for support mm. and you could pay back at a later date. Then Corona hits and you know that there are rainy days where it hits everybody yeah. and you will need to support yourself. So that reality check has been intense, gone through an emotional roller coaster, very, very bad days. But I think that um, it was necessary for growth, right? Hmm. Yeah. That's true. But if anything yeah. is, I mean, even if you're doing travel blogging, like you don't get like um, sponsorships and stuff like that, right, from Ghana. Yeah. I mean, it's not the easiest things, right? But there's also positioning, right? Mm -hmm. There are things that you could do that, you know. So, I mean, in, like you're saying in Ghana, it's not the easiest thing to get sponsorships and stuff like that. But um, there are things in place that help, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm now finding out about writing articles for some travel-related blogs and getting paid for it right. and positioning myself in a way where I get access to those type of things. I'm learning that, you know, sometimes it's not just because you see bloggers selling their presets, selling travel guides, selling books and stuff like that, merch. That's a way of survival, right? It's almost a necessity. It's not like a, I don't know, it's not a luxury. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So finding, finding those tools and those things that I need to survive on, of, as a freelancer in the you know, in the creative space, you know, like putting more thoughts into it than sitting there producing content and hoping and praying that some brand will see me and endorse and sponsorship and stuff like that. Like, you know, the groundworks. And, and again, like the thing that I said, positioning, like putting yourself, setting yourself up to succeed, right? Like, okay, you want to be this person. Do you even have this? Do you have that? Have you, who knows this? You know, like, mm -hmm. have you reached out to this, that? Those type of reality checks, yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm, that sounds serious. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a job. I think that that's the thing that gets taken away from us, especially here as freelancers. We forget, especially freelancers in like the, the creative space where like, it's not like clients are on your neck, right? Because we have freelancers like maybe photography. If you have a gig, you have a gig. You need to get the work done. Even yeah. though procrastination can step step in, but if you're a blogger, it's more like okay, you do, um, you get noticed, a few clients here and there, but the, a lot of stuff relies on you, and I ne I never knew that you needed to be as proactive as you needed to be to get things done. Do you get what I mean? Especially when you are small in the game or when you don't have that number that just brings that much attention to you. You need to be proactive. You need to be the one reaching out. You need to be the one sending emails. And you need to tell yourself that every week I'm sending out this much email on this type of, you know, like introductory email partnerships, like that type of mindset. Cause I used to be very like, 
do and they'll see and it'll be great. But you know, you can be doing the dopest thing and nobody's seeing if you're not pushing yourself enough, if you're not marketing yourself enough. You know, it's a game. It's yeah. a game, but you need to play it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So like, so like, what are you transitioning to, to do now? Are you doing more of the articles and stuff? Yes. Yeah, so right now, um, I, this is such an interesting topic to me because um, I remember one of the people that I, I admire is Issa Rae, and she's like, everybody always talks about failure, but nobody actually really prepares you to succeed. And I got like the real life experience with my YouTube channel where I started a video that I intended to blow, didn't blow. Mm. And a random video about a train got like 70K views mm -hmm. and I froze. <laughs> I froze. It would have been the greatest time to gather momentum and just go. But I froze because I wasn't expecting that. I didn't know where these thousand followers were coming from. I'm like, what do they like? What am I supposed to do now? Am I supposed to consistently take the train or tra travel or like, I don't know, transportation in Ghana? Like I just mm. froze. And since then, I've really been able to produce content on YouTube because I don't know, there's just this fear. Uh, but like the lesson that I've learned that I'm doing now is like having a plan. So like a content plan where you know that this is what I'm doing, regardless of whether it blows or not, you have a plan, something to fall back on. You know, I'm learning to batch my content where I take a day and then I film as many contents so that I don't fall or rely on my emotions, doing things that pay off in the long run, investing in that a lot because I've gotten very comfortable on Instagram and Instagram is the type of places that you attract brands, right? But it doesn't yeah. make direct for you. But then if you invest in your blogs and your YouTube channels with time and, you know, more eyes on it, it makes, it generates income on its own, right? Yeah. It doesn't need yeah. it. Like, yeah. So yes, I'm, I'm pushing towards the articles and video content on platforms that pay for themselves in the long run. Yeah. But in the beginning, what, why did you even decide to even start doing the travel thing? Why don't you just go like, I guess, the normal route? Okay, let me get a job. At least every month I get paid, all that stuff. I mean, I did that for like a year or two after school. And I just realized that it just wasn't for me. Mm. Um, I think that knowing yourself is very, 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 very important. Like, I study myself like i'm very interested in myself knowing like you know who i am and then i just just being in the corporate space and being around the same number of people i'm a very emotional person so you know arguments and misunderstandings they they stay with me for a very long time you know they break me down so mm -hmm. i realized that i wasn't the type of person that would could work in an environment where it has like a consistent staff or, or crew right yeah. so then I got into production where like the team changes per project, right? And then, so it was from production that like my love for, you know, video, graphics, those type of things came from. And with like my art background, I was always like, oh, um, you need to design this or do that and get an image. And you go online and you can't even find like an image of a black person mm -hmm. doing anything, much less like, um, Fufu, I remember there was a, a time like five years ago, any picture of Fufu online would be like 
a white tourist that had come to Ghana and was learning how mm-hmm. to do fufu or something. So my blogging and everything started off of food blogging and it started off of being more visible, right? Visibility yeah. of who I am. So the food that I eat, the places I go, whatever. Like I just felt like, ah, why don't we think these things are content? Why don't we think that it's worthwhile? Like I really... So then I started off of food blogging and just trying to put Ghana food on the map, like food that Ghanaians eat and food that is available in Ghana. Because it's like in the travel space, somebody's coming like, oh my God, will I get Indian food? I'm like, there's so many Indian restaurants here and they're really yeah. good. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And then in terms of the travel too, I'm like, wow, these connection men and women are making so much money because we are not sharing information. <laughs> we are not telling people that, uh, you know, I don't even know, like, Abidjan is visa free and there's probably a, a, a connection man that's taking people's money to get them to Abidjan. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. those type of things. Like, I'm sure like you know, people wouldn't think that Singapore is visa free. So there'll be somebody like, there was just, let me leave the connection man alone. But <laughs> I realized that like in the travel space, in, in a lot of spaces, information that is tailored to and for the Ghanaian is limited, right? Even with this whole blogging that we're talking about, when you go, it's always like international things. So you don't know, like, as a Ghanaian blogger, what, you know, what is the price point? What do you do? Like, those type of things. So that's where all that came from, like sharing, because with or without my blog, traveling is a lifestyle. Then with the blog, it's like, okay, I want to share to empower people to make decisions and to do. I just want people to do. And I feel like representation too is really, really important because I didn't always start off as a budget traveler and I wish I had known about budget traveling earlier. Mm -hmm. But right now that I am, I'm like, wow, like you could literally travel the whole world with the bare minimum, honestly. And I'm like, wow, like, and it's so unfortunate that we don't know this. and, and, And it's like, we travel one way, like, if you're not rich, you're going to your auntie's house, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're not traveling, you know? Like, and we go to the same places all the time. If it's not London or America, yeah. it's South Africa and Dubai. If it's, you know, like, and there's, like, yeah. more to the world. There's more to be seen, more to be done. So that's, that's like, my whole thing towards, like, sharing. <laughs> but, but what do you think we don't know sharing about these part. things? Like, what do you think that we, we don't know that you can travel to, like, Singapore visa-free and all these things? I don't know. It's almost like, it's also like, I find that very interesting. I don't know. I just feel like it's not part of our conversations enough. Hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know because like one person would find out and know, right? But hmm. they don't think that it's information worth sharing. So you never know. It's even like some tourist attractions or resorts and things in Ghana. I'm like, every time I go there, I would be like the only black Ghanaian there. And I'm hmm. like, ah, but how come Joseph doesn't know about this spot. Like, like, is it is there a secret society that shares this information that we just don't know about? So that's the thing. Like, and the only way I can solve it is to share it. And maybe by the, for the fact that I've mentioned budget traveling and I've told I keep telling everybody and their mother about couch surfing and hostel world and stuff like that. You know, maybe somebody will look into it and find something even more and then share that and it will continue and it will continue. But I honestly don't know why we don't know. And even those who know why we don't take full advantage of it. I don't know. Because there aren't a lot of even black backpackers, right? I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. 
I mean, that's yeah. my thoughts, but it's like it's going to take the, the conversation in a whole new direction, but I don't know. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But you don't think that, I'm always thinking that doesn't social media help as far as information, like sharing and people getting to know about different things here and there? Yeah, I think that, huh? So it, it, it boils back to this. I feel like, especially for us Ghanaians and Africans, we are very aspirational. Like, I think, or even like the black race, right? It's like, you've been down for a while, so now everything you do must be showy, must show them that you two are something. <laughs> so the things that we aspire to, the things we look up to, you know, they are very aspirational. So even like the type of travel bloggers you would follow and stuff like that, it's like, you know, high-end luxury, <laughs> those type of things. So your feed or the content you expose yourself to does not even have that information to give you. Do you get right. what I mean? Like, yeah. Follow things that have, you know, high levels of branding and, you know, that look good. That if I'm that person, everybody would want to be me and stuff like that. That's why my thing is like area girl with branding. My slogan is area girl with branding because that's why my slogan is area girl with branding. It's like I'm taking my everyday life and I'm just doing it with my chest, right? It's like, <laughs> but it's not, it's, it's not, it's like sushi and anguamo at the same level for me. And I'm going to take the pictures in such a way that you have an appreciation for both. You know, that kind of thing. So yeah. I think that people don't, like social media is not helping because the people are not looking for it. They are not following, I don't know, like what you yeah. follow, you know, like what you follow is what you're exposed to. Who you know is mm -hmm. what you're exposed to. Like perspective, education, open-mindedness. It's really the things you surround yourself with, right? Because conversations can change your world. It's like your world is literally one conversation away from being changed. Like somebody will share their philosophy on religion, on travel, on all these type of things. And it will just resonate with you so much that, you know, you make changes. Right. So I just... I don't know how to get people to have variety in their feeds, but I think that it's, it's really <laughs> what you follow or what we easily make popular. Like if you look at the things that go viral, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not. I'm, I'm like, it's about time we started, we, it's about time we stopped looking at the content producers. And this is like traditional media and social media. And we look at the audience too, because it's like, what are you Googling? What are you looking for? You know, what are you searching? What are you endorsing? What are you liking? Yeah, but we like, we like the very simple things. You know, we like the drama. We like um, the fighting. That's what we like. Yeah. Here. Reality TV. Consumers. Yeah, yeah that's what we like. Every, every, yeah. every, every week on the, on the trending topics, is always the same thing. Drama. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why we don't know. Because that's why we don't know. <laughs> so you will never find that um oh there's Akusa Shelly and she traveled the whole of Ghana with three thousand Ghana CDs. Uh, where's the drama in that? You know? I mean, because you're not looking for that content in the first place. Mm. I don't know how to say it, but I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. That's... I, I I mean I guess then the content creators too have to own it that I guess like Somehow we have to play the game as well. So you know that this is what attracts. Maybe if I was to write a, a, a headline, I'd be like, oh, I, slept with two th I slept with 10 men all over Ghana, right? And then maybe when they read, they'll be like, oh, she used couch surfing. And mm. so she 
feels like, like I don't know, maybe I have to play that game as well. And once the attention is gained, the information is, is shared, I guess. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe it's a, good, it's a good strategy, you know, fool mm-hmm. people into reading this thing, but it's actually good information. Yeah. 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 But now, too, you know that we're a headline generation and there's so much drama online. Like, you didn't even read the article. This is what she said. And then you'll be trending on Twitter. Mm-hmm. For the wrong reasons. Yep. For the wrong reasons. Oh, my God. Interesting times we are in. Interesting times. Mm, that's sad. So, yeah, um, there's other topics we can talk about. So, I want to talk about this concept. I think I sent you a question about it. I was saying that um, as far as friendship, right? Mm-hmm. I remember you and I, we had a discussion some time ago at uh, was the second cup. We we're talking about mm-hmm. friendship and how the whole, what does it mean to be friends with people and all that stuff? Yeah. And I was asking you, like, you're asking me, like, do you think we're friends? And I'm like, I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, but what do you think about that? Because, yeah, because I think it's an interesting question and not about the whole thing about fr- people who are friends and who are acquaintances. Like, what's the difference? <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I had to grow up to even realize that there's a difference between a friend and an acquaintance. I used to be of the impression that if me and you have loved before, if we hang out before, then we are friends. But um, I, I think that sometimes it's a little more than that. And then when you, when you are able to identify things, it makes life easier. But I think personally, the reality check that I had was when like we were done with school and people were marrying and I wasn't getting as many wedding invitations as I was expecting to get. And then I sat down and I'm like, oh, I realized that if this person had invited me, it wouldn't have been shocking. But at the same time, too, shouldn't be shocking that they didn't. Because most of these people I relate to on a group dynamics. They are people that I hang out with within groups. I do not have any individual unique friendships with them. And also, I didn't know what others were establishing behind closed doors. I thought we were just all good friends or maybe people went a step further and you know deepened the relationship so then it it really saved me from a lot of heartaches right and also defining like the type of friend i am and the type of friends that i have in my life like i'm one of those people that i'm very friendly so at different periods in my life i have different groups of people around me and i had to you know come to terms with it and realize that that's okay too because Honestly, if it wasn't for technology and things like that, back in the day, even in a mother's time, you go to school, you have good friends. If life does not put you together, everybody goes their way and it's all fine, fine, you know? There's no guilt trip that I haven't spoken to my GSS friend in 10 years. Where would you have met them if you don't meet them randomly somewhere or you don't end up in the same business or same, you know, neighborhood? But now that we have the internet and we have almost direct access to everybody that we've come into contact with. It can be very intense and you can be there feeling very bad about yourself because you're not a great friend and you don't keep in touch with people and stuff like that. So it's like friendship in this day and age is so, so, so interesting to me. But I, I don't know, like, personally the the thing that i've developed is i i allow people to be 
right? Like you have to decide like you and I, for example, I'm like I in my head we went to school together outside of school, we've established a few, you know, like we have reasons to be in each other's life. But you're not the type of friend that will call all the time. So I'm not going to be there expecting you to call, right? But I don't let that stop me from engaging with you when I want to engage with you, either to check in or at a point of need or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Also, but, yeah, I mean, but like the way I see like friendship and quotes growing, like what, happens, mm-hmm. what tends to happen is that people are very, like you said, the internet has like done different things. But the thing is, people like nowadays take things for granted, especially for us friends. Yeah. Because if I'm posting online, you know that, okay, he's there. So you don't need to, you don't feel the need to- Need like, to check in. Mm. Exactly. So, yeah. but then, but then it's also like, okay, that, but that's also creating a separate separation because you don't really know what I'm doing at this particular time, even if I post this particular message, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's so true. That's so real. Like, we've really gotten comfortable with the updates online. And we ourselves, we know them well. Like, for example, I don't post my travels in real time. Mm-hmm. So half of the time that I'm, tra- I'm posting about traveling, I'm in my head, in my room, talking about something else or whatever. If you were going to look at my feed and be like, oh, yeah, she checked it, she's here, it's fine. I don't need to, you know. Mm-hmm. invited to lunch you would be absolutely wrong right so that's very very true i think it, it shouldn't <clears throat> you see but you know that's the reality of our lives now but even if you did see the person on social media like you still need to engage that's the thing that's the thing that worries me because sometimes you forget that yo i haven't spoken to joseph in a year I feel like I know everything that is going down. I haven't spoken to him in a year. I could have easily, as I picked up the call or text, even commenting on their thing to, you know, to establish, you know, re-establish something or, I don't know, a, a unique communication between us. We really do get lost in that. It's like, hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, that's what broken hearts right now in the world. But... <laughs> I don't know because I know of this too. I don't really, I personally don't really hold things against people like that. Like, yeah, I understand. I used to, and it made the world very dark and gloomy. But I think I just thought about myself. Like, I just thought, if I don't keep in touch with Joseph, do I mean ill intention? Do I mean ill intention? No. Do I love him less? No. It's just that maybe people are living their lives right and I, I i just like when like okay i i don't when it comes to friendship right now okay mm-hmm. i don't i don't know if it's like i have a low expectation but it's not from a place of hurt right it's from a place of understanding that people may have a lot going on in their lives okay right. so I do what I can when I can. Okay, so it's like, when you are in my space, you are in my space, and I love on you as hard as I can. If I move on, not move on, move on, like if okay, then I travel, like, yeah. I, understanding that things change, right? Yeah. So like, the grace I expect them to give me, I give on to them. And sometimes they don't give me that, and I'm like, listen, 
we are in our 30s. You must at some point understand that I'm just one of those people. I'm not great with birthdays. I'm not great with those type of things. But you know for sure that if you need me, I'm one of those people you haven't spoken to two years, you can call me and it's done. Once it's in my capabilities. Do you get what I mean? It's, I think it's for you too as an individual to find a complete, I don't know, circle of friends where you get from everybody. Because there are some people that are amazing at keeping in touch, like it's in their blood. I don't know if they were raised that way, you know? There are some people that are ride or die. If you're in some trouble, they are the ones that you call. There are some people that you are around for a good laugh. You know, like, I think that it's for you to identify those people in your friend circles and you're like, okay, so I get this year, I get this year because, and I, I mean, when it comes to friendship, to have cast my net wide, because I realized that when you have clicks, that means you have like three or four people that you depend on solely for everything. Therefore, if there's a disappointment, you feel it. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you, you have, uh, you know, quite a large whatever, you know, you, you are easily sorted out. I've come to realize because like, I don't know. I think clicks can be very painful. Like it's very nice to see. It's nice to meet people that have been friends for years or whatever. Like that's fine. But like it, they, that shouldn't be your full stop. Right. You know, like you should spread your wings so that, you know, you have multiple suppliers of things you know, of joy, of provisions, of, I don't know. Like if you have a business idea, you have two or three people you can talk about with not that just one person who might be busy right now and not pick up your call. You know, if you have an emotional, whatever, just, yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah, like you're saying, people are, sometimes people are different and busy with their lives. Yeah. So expecting people to always be there when you need them, yeah. Yeah, or how they've been for you in the past. Like, you have to, it has to change. And it's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing to accept, but it it must be accepted. Like, I don't know. It's growing up. So, like, Joseph, I wasn't there for you. You you are realizing that now with the baby and the husband, I'm not whatever. Then it's time to look for whatever. And in as much sometimes we condemn social media for these things, but it's social media that you can easily find somebody else who is also like minded or you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's. I feel like you should just be very observant. Pick your fights where there are real fights, but also understand that some things is just life, you know. That's true. But then, well, I wouldn't say people are hypocrites, but people tend to do this thing where it's like, oh, you post online, oh, check up on your friends, blah, blah, blah. But then in reality, that's not the truth. People have different yeah. lives. So why even try to follow that theme of check up on your friends, be good with friends and all that stuff? Yeah, I hate, you know what? I hate so much that, like, I hate that. Do you know what? <laughs> I hate I hate so much that thing that is on, online about in the end, all you have is friends and family. Like, I feel like friendship is deep, right? Yeah. But also, like, the I, idea of what friendship is, like, people make you feel like you don't have, let's say if all you had was internet friends, and by internet mm. friends, I'm like, maybe a chunk of them you've not met in real life, but they get you, they understand you, whatever. Like people don't see value in that as opposed to a friend that's been with you for what, what, what. 
um, by traveling, right? I've mm-hmm. gotten a redefinition of friendship and love. Like, friendship is like a love thing, right? And you can get love from strangers. Like, I've met people that saved my life on these road trips and things like that. Literally saved my life, right? I've met mm-hmm. people that I've had amazing connections, life-changing conversations, literally life-changing conversations, like from a Christian to a, a, a Muslim, from a Muslim to a Christian type of conversation. Do you get what I mean? Like life-changing where like I changed my whole belief system, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I just, came, I just came to the realization that, I just came to the realization that you need people. You don't necessarily need friends. Like, it sounds mean, but do you get what I mean? Like, yeah, no, yeah, you, got you. Yeah, you need people. You don't need, you need people. Like, no man is an island on their own. You need people. The, the people does not necessarily have to be family, does not necessarily have to be friends. Like, sometimes I feel like this picture, picture that we paint makes people so lonely, right? Because somebody may not have a family. Somebody finds it hard to, do you get what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but like, all these things is just moments, right? All these things. It's just like getting good dopamine inducing moments with yes. people, like connection, those type of things. And you should open yourself up to receive those type of connections everywhere and with everyone. Like, I find it so interesting when like people, for example, like Americans come to Ghana, they struggle because Ghanaians are so clicky like oh that's my classmates that's my friend from whatever you can't go to a bar and just meet people right because everybody wants to go with people they know and they stay with people they know and they don't open like that's one of the the few things I feel like we could um, pick up from the western world where we're like we are a lot more open move to people hi hi what's up like hey you know can I sit with you? Those type of things. Like, I feel like we are missing out on a lot by not doing that. So then you realize that even though you have childhood friends, like they are nonsense friends, but you can't let them go because they're all you have. Right? Because you've not explained, you're, you're clocking people as internet friends or like, mm, I can't go to Bloomberg alone and meet you. You know, those kind of things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the reality is in our space, it's hard. It's really, really hard to go to Bloomberg alone. And it's really, really hard. Then maybe you do go alone. Then it's really, really hard to approach a group of three people and expect that somehow, somehow, just for those two or three hours, they might forget that you're not friends and just relate and have a good time and create a moment. Like, it's tricky. Yeah, that's something you, what you just said. I've just noticed that as far as they like being clicky, if you go somewhere, yeah. people always want to go with a group. Oh, me and my friends, we need to go this place. And if you don't yeah. go, then, then nobody goes, which is just odd. Like, you can just go yourself, meet new people. Yeah, because, yeah, and, like, that's why I'm, like, I'm, like, team, go yourself. But at the same time, know what it feels like to go by yourself. Mm-hmm. Because if you are going by yourself, knowing that you are going to a type of crowd that is open, you know, like, not that everybody there should be open, but it's it's a like in our mental, like in our mindset, like, oh, people meet people at the club. Like, you know, in America, it's a thing that people say, like, you, um, we just met at a bar. Like, people meet people at a bar. Like, whether relationship or friendship or anything, like, people meet people. <laughs> like, yeah. but Ghana, I can tell you exactly where, oh, I met, she's Kofi's friend see, from church, from mm-hmm. school. Like, you know, that kind of thing. Like, yep. 
the random meetups, if it's not social media, is very, you know, clicky. Like, who introduces you? Who you? Who introduces you to who matters? That one, I think it's 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 a well thing. But yeah. Yeah, true. But it, it's my it's, thing is that mm-hmm. my thing is that when you have, and that was the argument that I was having with you, where it's like. If you feel like there's a genuine problem, then you should do something about it than just feel like there's a problem. Like, so if you feel like you, for your mental and emotional stability, you need checkup type of friends, first and foremost, have a conversation with your fr- friends. Like, oh, I'm a f- like, this hurts my feelings when you don't do. When you realize that maybe like your friend is me and I'm incapable of random checkups or something like that, then you need to find somebody else that can provide but if you're going to stay in the same situation and complain about it then i find that annoying you know yeah like i mean yeah someone, i get you yeah someone is hurting your feelings you're not communicating that and you're also not looking for other solutions to that like it, i think we get lost in those type of things a lot we get lost in those type of things a lot like Allow your friends to be distant and find new plugins. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. That's true. I'm, but for me, it's just like, like, I think most people who know me know me that I am by myself. Everywhere I go is by myself. I don't need to necessarily call somebody like, let's go hang out at this place or that place. And if I do meet somebody like in public, of course, then we can just start talking and just relate to one another. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people are always acting like, how come you're always by yourself? You're not this thing. People, I think people are just not used to the fact that other people can be by themselves and just be fine without and be okay. Yeah, exactly. People are not yeah. used to that. So that is definitely very true. That is very true. I wonder, do you think like it was like your life abroad that helped you be this person? Because it's not common to find Ghanaians that are comfortable with being the. Uh, with themselves especially in like group settings like do you know what i mean out and about i mean i've i've always been by myself i think what happened was that being abroad is just it just re-emphasized the point that it's fine to do things by yourself like one thing about being abroad is that you should know that nobody cares what you do everybody's minding their own business so Mm. you also find that okay if i can do whatever i want to do nobody's gonna mind me it's fine because people do that all the mm. time. But like in mm. Ghana, it's like people want to know, oh, what are you doing? Like, what are you, who are you hanging out with? Who are you friends with? All that stuff. Like that cookie mm. stuff comes back. Yeah. My that. issue with you is that I don't have a problem with you wanting to be alone. What I have a problem with, or what I find interesting is that like, for example, I'm your friend. I've, it's not like I, me, I don't, and this is another thing that to, I've, I've grown to be comfortable with, that you can be someone's friend and you are not necessarily their friend. Like, maybe, like, I, I think of you as my friend, you think of me as your acquaintance. I think those two truths can exist in the same space and it's fine. Mm-hmm. My thing is that, like, I call you, I talk to you about travel. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Like, the, the, one of our main connections would be, like, the travel and then maybe content creation then you are going to like a travel festival why not f- like yo shells this thing is happening your mind day 
whether we even go hand in hand or we go separate ways, you would tell me and then <laughs> I show up there, yeah, then or like I see pictures later and I'm like, oh, Joseph, <laughs> why didn't you think to share this with me? And I don't know if I, some of your other friends can relate. Like, you know, power to your soloness, but also like those things are all components of the friendship. That's why sometimes it feels like the friendship feels one-sided because I'm the one like, oh my God, Joseph, let's go here. Let's go there. Like, I don't expect you to do that on all levels, but what we, it's like things of similar interest that we've engaged on those topics, you know, it's worth like a slight mentioning, like a, a text message, you know? Mm. Okay, I'm yeah. not the call. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. not the call to a new type. But, you know, oh, yeah, experience. I've, yeah, you know what? That's actually very understandable. I, I will say that for me, sometimes I'm always trapped in my own world sometimes to the fact that external, I don't see a lot of things. But I will say this, that I'm getting better at this because people I know now, as far as, you know, mm-hmm. whatever field they're in, if I know that, oh, this thing might interest this person, I will definitely mm-hmm. send some text message or just like, have you mm-hmm. seen this? It might be interest of you, blah, blah, blah. I think I'm getting yeah. better with that. In the beginning, it was like kind of hard because I'm always trying to work on my own thing. So yeah. trying to look outside is kind of hard. But I'm, I think I've gotten better over time. And I think that you are in a powerful position because some of us let these things cripple us where like Joseph and I are into traveling. So if I see any travel thing, I'm telling Joseph and we are going together. If Joseph can't go, I won't go. But you have the habit of being able to go on your own. So informing the person is just like a plus. If they come Mm -hmm. or don't come, it doesn't affect you. Them coming can heighten the experience and whatever. Unless like we come enough times and you're like, yo, these people are work. I'm never doing anything with them. Mm -hmm. But it could heighten the experience for you. But like, I'm so jealous of you that you are in the position where with or without you can do. And I think that's what even inspired I mean, I'm powerful with those things when it comes to travel and it's outside the country. But being able to go out on my own, I'm still working on it. But it's a necessity. And that's why even solo travel became a thing for me because planning things with friends so many times and just being left till the last day. Like, I remember some European trip that my friend was going and tagged me into it. And I, you know, I made it happen for myself a week to the trip. She's like, she's not going. We are going to stay with your friend. We have a joint itinerary. The budget was planned for two. Do you get what I mean? So after I was able to do that thing, I'm like, listen, with or without, like with or without, like there's room for others to join, but you're not about to rain on my parade. I plan like I'm going solo. And then if you join in, it's like, yeah, hooray. Like you have to find the balance because sometimes like, if you're not careful one day when you sit down to release all your heads without knowing you'll be like some of these things are self-inflicted right because mm-hmm. sometimes you need to call people out on their shit and sometimes you need to make room for some things to happen right then you're like okay i tried and you failed instead of um i know how she is so she wouldn't or i assumed you know those type of things like that's the mindset that i am on now yeah. Yeah, I totally understand. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, because you're talking about, I mean, if you are committed to something as a group and once somebody mm -hmm. falls out, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I wouldn't say, I don't know if it's disrespectful, but yeah, it's, it's kind of, you know. It's disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, disrespectful because you didn't give anybody a heads up ahead of time, then last minute, then you canceled. Now you have to scramble and replan and do everything else. Yeah. And I, and I think for me, it's gotten to the point where it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm that thing of planning with people can really slow me, myself down. So yeah, like you said, you plan for yourself. So if anything happens last minute or whatever, you know that you're fine, you're safe. I mean, that's why, yeah. I, that's why I like individual activities. Even if it's a, with a group, I still want to do individual activities. I think it's still fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember, wow. um, I remember, um, I think it was last year where, okay, I went to Singapore, right? It was a group thing, but for me, in my head, I'm like, I want to see Singapore. I'm just going with a group because as far as budgeting and financials, it works out for me in the end. Mm -hmm. So that's how it works. So I went for myself. When I went, it was kind of, yeah, it's a group thing, but I'm going by myself. I'm exploring places where I want to explore, even though I'm still with the group. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, people found it odd that I'm kind of by myself, but still, I mean, listen, I still want to explain. And then it looks the like a problem. Exactly, like yeah. a problem, but it's not a problem. Like, I have no problem with anybody. It's just that I want to explore this place. You guys want to explore that place. Let me explore this place. We'll meet at the central point at the end and go back to where I want to go. And you see, the thing is that only the only pictures of loneliness that loneliness, like people that are very solo that we've seen are psychopaths and <laughs> serial killers and things like that. So whenever you do see something like that, it feels like a problem, especially in an African country where we are very community oriented, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It always looks like a problem. I, I'm like, it's, it's, and I'm here thinking, oh God, I'm so jealous of this guy. Like his codependency is, you know, quite, you know, you know, like he's not struggling for some of the things that people spend their whole life struggling for. So it's nice, but I feel like everything should be balanced. All extremes are, are necessary or de deadly. Like there should be a balance, you know, sometimes solo, sometimes people. I mean, that's my personal goal anyway. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I mean, this is why when if you ever, I ever travel, why I like to take pictures of like environments and stuff, I will never post myself in the picture. Because yeah. I feel like it's my experience. So I want to experience it how I want to experience it. And yeah. if you want to see, great. If you don't want to see, that's fine. Yeah. Man. I mean, yeah. Sometimes, it, sometimes there's solo too. Like, I think there's room for everything. Because even like with solo traveling, sometimes you go for an experience and they're like, nope, we don't do one person, two or more. You know, that true, kind of true. thing. So, and there are some countries you just can't go alone. There's nothing there. <laughs> so, like some people say like there's some countries you can't go without your love interest. Because the hmm. whole place is built on romance, right? And you're yeah. just <laughs> walking there like... It, as much you it just doesn't work regardless of how self-confident you are or whatever whatever unless you're on some i don't know remembrance journey or something you know it it just doesn't i don't know it just doesn't feel the same so 
again, let's, the goal would be to find the balance. And the goal would be to put in effort to say that it failed as opposed to just like, you know, I expected you to. I think that's the deadliest thing. I expected you to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. And I, and I think that even with that like personality or that way of doing things, I think it also affects like modern um, relationships and dating because people always expect that you'll be around yeah. them all the time, checking up all the time, yeah. texting all the time. But it, it shouldn't, that, that shouldn't be the case. Like for us, like, let me give you a scenario, right? If maybe mm-hmm. you are dating somebody, right? But you want to go on a solo trip to a specific country and mm. they, they, they will feel hurt that why won't you go with me, right? Yeah, like why would you? I'm here. Why mm. would you not want to go with me? Like it makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but no, I'm, I'm not. I'm playing the part of someone who's like, shocked, yeah, like, I, I, I totally okay. understand. Like, I totally understand. Like, why wouldn't you want to go with the person you're with to this specific place? But sometimes, you know, it could be like, okay, there's some there's some life thing. Maybe you have work, and that person has time off, and they want to do it. And maybe at that time, the pricing. No, works. even with without excuses, like we don't even need to present an excuse for it. it's like I'm just that type of nigga. <laughs> and they want to go alone. Like, exactly. especially if you have a track record of that. Like, before you met me, I was doing these things. I still want to do these things. Mm-hmm. Um, because when we find an excuse, well, what if there's a time that everything is right for the person to go with? But you are genuinely one person who is on the, like, oh, I like to experience things first time. Then the second time I go with someone and I like seeing the person experience it for the first time too. Yeah. Like, maybe like you have your thing, you know? So if you give excuses too much, then the time that everything is laid out right, like sometimes, we, babe, sometimes I'm going to travel together and sometimes I'm going to travel alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you yeah. want to put, if there's a camera, I think, I mean, those things are tricky when there's a trust issue, but when, we are both comfortable with that thing, you know, that it's just like a personal journey thing, then, you know. Yeah, very true, very true. But I think people still won't understand because I think... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not it's, hard to understand. Even yeah. in my mind, it, my mind is like, mm, mm. but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, ex, there's an expectation, right? That, okay, you're together. Yes. So you have to do things yes. together. But yes. people don't realize that, you know, you can still be together, but you can still be separate people, right? Yeah. And it's like, also, do you understand that we all didn't read the same manual that you read on relationships? <laughs> and that's maybe, <laughs> we have different understandings of things. I, it's so interesting. That's the thing. It's like, people need to apply. Sometimes when people say that, um, you know, like, every relationship is unique or different or something like that. Sometimes I feel like that's an excuse, but even with conversations like this, it makes me understand, right? Because it's like, imagine um, dating you and, or imagine someone dating us knowing that we are these type of people and then, you know, having issues with that and going to tell someone else that my boyfriend doesn't want to travel with me. Of course, going to be like, oh my God, you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. But like, if you if you were dealing with your relationship on a unique platform, not doing too much comparison on mm-hmm. even to past relationships or something, maybe you would find that oh, with this guy, the least of my worries is him traveling solo. Maybe I have to worry about this other thing. 
do you get what I mean? But um, conversations are necessary. Oh my God, I love conversations. And in conversations, I love questions. Like one of my friends is like, wow, he doesn't have any friend that asks direct questions like I do. Like I will ask, I'm, so, I'm so done with assumptions. I ask direct mm-hmm. questions. Just, you know, like talk, talking to people in a way to know them instead mm-hmm. of being cute. You yeah. do you get what I mean? Like, yeah. so that you can have understanding like, oh, this thing is important to this person. This thing is part of this person's, you know. Life will show you some things and questions and answers too will show you some things. The person can choose to lie, but then that's on their head. You know, at least you're not working on assumptions. You're working on information that has been given. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. People don't like people like to assume. I sometimes it feels like they're being lazy. Like you can know you can ask this person a direct question to find out whether this or that is correct or wrong. It's not that hard. Yeah. They say, well, common sense is common, but not common people. And mm. I think I mean I learned this thing when we were in university. I had one roommate that was some different level of messy, right? And mm-hmm. I was like, come on, like, even if you're raised on whatever, everybody has a, a clear idea of what is nasty and what is messy and what, what to, but like, after some time, I realized that the person just doesn't clock things like I do. Do you mm-hmm. get what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there are things I wake up in a bright, like I'm an intense morning person. Like I wake up bubbly same level of energy like you know when you said you are now you know coming to your i wake up on this level i don't have a no i've never done it in my life (laughs) (laughs) so she had to learn to understand that about me i had to learn to understand that her mind does not see things exactly the way i see it right so um i had to make room for some things but obviously you know be specific on some other things. Like she told me, listen, I don't like to talk uh, immediately. I wake up. <laughs> Those other things. So I would take my time. I'll go about buzzing like a bee on some other level and leave her to be ready to talk. She will know that, you know, keep the mess on this side, something like that. Like, you know, just knowing, cause sometimes it feels like it's common knowledge, right? Like for example, love looks like flowers and candy and teddy bears because on the media, that's what love is. Mm -hmm. But to somebody else, love looks like, you know. Something totally different here. Something totally different. Oh my God, we have such a one-track idea of love that I couldn't even find other examples. This is why! Yeah, I think I was talking to somebody. We need somebody. new content online. Yeah, we, we do. I, talk, I was talking to somebody about that some time ago. Like, we're not really open to different experiences. We're so used to being in our, like, our bubble that when we yeah. come to a totally different um, vision or whatever, then we get, I don't know, not offended, but we get scared or we get threatened. Or, or like, yes, and it doesn't read like what it, we know it to read. Like, how can you be, like, I find I like I like flowers, but I like I know that I like flowers because I've been told to like flowers, right? <laughs> and I'm talking about flowers, not plants, but flowers that you're giving me that the the longest will last is a week. I'm like, yeah. what's the? What's I the know, place? like give me a plant then. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. But because we've seen it so many times, and the thing 
the thing that I hate about Ghanaians is that we do not filter what we see. Like, mm. you have to understand, like, when you have roses in Ghana, that means you are importing them. We are not even doing flowers with flowers that are flowers. So, right. Do you get what I mean? Yep. Like, you, you are importing them from somebody that grows it at their backyard. Mm. And because when you saw them give flowers, you saw roses, that's all you know. You don't know that maybe, like, going outside to pick these beautiful, some of these beautiful flowers like my neighbor does a whole flower arrangement with with like the flowers around i was so shocked because when i think of flower arrangement i have some specific flowers in mind mind, you know so i'm like i wish we would that's like my whole thing too like i'm so passionate about that like copying with sense you know filtering what you see understanding that you're in a different space even outside of culture like think weather think everything so things don't translate the same. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. Well, we, yeah, we're very, I think we're a very followy culture. We, like we to follow, really are. Yeah, we like to follow what others are doing and just copy. And, and I feel like one of the pat- platforms that is notorious for that is Twitter. Like sometimes mm-hmm. when I see some of the debates that Ghanaian but leaders are deeply debating about and the points that they are making. I'm like, am I reading an African-American's plight or am I reading like a Ghanaian? Because even with those type of topics, right? Like I was even telling you with content creation, with travel, with all these things, there's unique experiences here. Like Ghana has its definition of elitism and it doesn't look like yachts and, 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 and vacation homes. It has its own definition and, and look. Ghana has its definition and look for feminism. Ghana has mm-hmm. its definition of... Because we are talking about since we've been able to vote, the female Ghanaian has always been able to vote. Yeah. The white female had to... The black female, like African-American, like all these people had to end. Do you get what I mean? Like yeah, our issues yeah. do not always look the same so sometimes when you see people talking you realize that you are just repeating a head speech this is not an experience Mm. speech this is not i don't know observation and insight this is a repeated speech because you are using the same terms and definitions that someone else is using and it doesn't apply to your space and the people in your space are not listening to you because they're like what the fuck is she talking about like (laughs) then you're you have a point in there somewhere, but it gets lost because you are being very, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Just, boring yeah you're boring somebody else's point of view and trying to insert it into our point of view, but it's your fit. narrative. Exactly. It's like the why is different. Okay, we are all struggling, but why? Why? Because someone said the other time and they're like, that the African female is one of the most empowered females, right? Then you bring something like education, as if education was not a, a colonial thing. Do you mm-hmm. get what I mean? Yeah. Like, we, it, came, it, it came to meet us. We had already said so. In finding space for it, maybe we were not too whatever, and then they were like, okay. And Joseph, like, I don't know who crucified me for this, and I don't know uh, if this will even make it towards our podcast because it's off topic, but like I was like, honestly, if you think about the lifestyle of the olden days where yeah, when yeah. you marry, a lot of things just evolve differently, yeah. you would understand why somebody would invest in their, their son's education because their, their son cannot afford to be anyhow, right? Yeah, but yeah. their woman, 
their, their daughters easily become wives and mothers and things like that. So they're like, even if I do take you here, it all ends up in the kitchen. Like, like I'm not even being shady. And I don't even know why we're undermining that. The point is that now we're in a space where that does not apply. So you yeah. tell the person, say, I understand where you're coming from, but now we are in two income homes. We are this, we are that. Like things have changed. So we need to change up. But don't condemn them as if when they were doing it, they were the most stupidest people. Yeah. Or it was like, you know, yeah. it was like some thing be like it, it made sense then it doesn't yeah. make sense now no it's true but a lot of things yeah there's there's always evolution some things in the past exactly. we do, but we change and that's how it is and that's how we grow but then i feel like those who have evolved in certain spaces talk down on people that have been involved and like you were two mm. weeks ago talking about talking differently like relax and when you relax and you address people well, change happens easier. But if you're forcing it down their necks, like every day there's a new level of wokeness and consciousness <laughs> and awareness. It's hard to yeah. keep up. It's true. You know? It's and true. when you keep shutting people down, you even know where the problem points are because now everybody's afraid to talk. I'm afraid to talk on Twitter because I have opinions, but I don't have the diction, right? So I'm scared mm. that, oh my God, Dare I use the right word or something? No one will come and argue my point. So they'll come and argue definitions. And what, yeah. what were you trying to say by saying when? Yeah. It's it. What will you know? Like, <laughs> and like I don't true. have the paper vocabulary for that. Like, I do not. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I mean, everything has changed. We're not really having like good debate or good conversations. It's just people are just yeah. getting their point. If you don't agree, then they're attacking you. Yeah, and they're not attacking you on the merit of point to points, but like no. I don't know, popularity. They're attacking, you, yeah, yeah. They're, they're attacking you personally, actually. Yeah, I can't believe I can't believe that's everybody said. Like even like you are doing emotional debates. Somebody is doing figures and numbers and and mm-hmm. and, and, and winning. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. People and the thing is that there are numbers to back what you're saying, but you're not ready to do the legwork. Mm-hmm. So you go with the emotion because why not? Yeah, why not? Exactly. And the thing is, you're yeah, arguing in like in a in a, a large space where so everybody's going to come with their own contribution, so the conversation mm. gets lost in the end. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I've realized though too? Um, I think that I think we are seeing Twitter arguments the way we are seeing it is that because we don't know how to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. one time I was there and I was like, okay, so if you have a wrong point or like if you've been somebody has like opened your mind to another level, what do you say? Like what do you do? Like <laughs> I don't I don't even know what that looks like. And because mm-hmm. we don't, then people would rather just go on with the madness when they know that mm, at this mm-hmm. point, shit. I knew I fucked up. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, okay, okay, sure, sure, sure. I get your point. When you surrender, that's when the person, other person's wings to have come. And mm-hmm. so being saying, oh, like, you know, I appreciate your willingness and ending the conversation there. That's when, yeah, they know they've gotten you and yeah. it comes to the whole level. So everybody continues screaming. But it would be so dope if we knew how to handle being right and being wrong, you know? Yeah, because if you say I'm wrong, then what happens is that people would say, see, they'll say that I told you so. So it's like, it doesn't become so like, like you've learned something. It's like you've just been, yeah. been pushed down. Shaming. Yeah. That, yeah, that's the word, shaming. 
because we all had likes. We don't, we don't know how to do it. I mean, I can be wrong today, tomorrow something might change up and I might be right or vice versa. Yeah. Hmm. And even like with regards to the, the cancel culture where it's like somebody tweeted something a couple of years ago and then it bounces back and it's a whole different whatever. Mm-hmm. Like me, I'm, I'm not upset that they call people out on their shit, but it's like leave room for conversations like oh my god I, Kevin Hart for example I can't believe you said this like what were you thinking and Kevin mm-hmm. Hart comes and he says okay at that point yes I was this person but now mm-hmm. I've sure. grown blah blah I think it should be okay yeah I'm not saying let's not call Kevin Hart out but if you've seen that especially if the person's living a life opposite to what they tweeted about then that means obviously the person has been has had some changes, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, call the person out, let this person explain themselves because you want to also understand if the person is not profiting off of the new trend, right? Yeah. And then you will move on. But I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes when people are doing so, I'm like, so what is the end objective of this? What is mm. it? What are we trying to achieve? And he was wrong. Okay. And... And yeah, exactly. And what happens... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you were saying, we don't know how to have a good conversation. That's the problem. We, are just, we just want to be right all the time and just make sure we're yeah. right. Yeah. <sighs> that's mm-hmm. disappointment. But yeah, I like I'm, I'm even wondering, even with this pandemic, like, is it going to change people's minds or views, especially if it's if when, once it's over? Like, are you going to come back with the same? mentality on like being right or being wrong or whatever and i don't think so i think that for a minute we'll all be all woken whatever then we're just going to fall back into the same routine but here's the thing there will be people that are affected by this that will change the world do you get what i mean like Mm -hmm. you won't expect everybody to leave this enlightened and more self-conscious about some things but one or two people will and hopefully one or two of those people are in in spaces where they can put this in music and movies and cartoons and whatever and gradually change minds do you get what i mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. really hope so really, really hope so because it's, yeah. it just doesn't make any sense sometimes I think like one of the most interesting things that this thing has done is really shown us that do you really need like someone was like I was even thinking about these celebrities, right? Mm-hmm, who are mm-hmm. and like the endless celebrities who are always on the go, like toys and things like that, where they don't take time to establish like friendships and their home and things like that. Yeah. And you know, their family is inviting them for things and they're like always busy and they're always missing out. And even though they cry about it and, 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 you know, do documentaries about it, they still go back to the same routine, right? Yeah. But now that, like, you are stuck with yourself and you have to stay with yourself for months now, I feel like a lot of them will, will clock life. Like, they'll get sense. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Now they'll they, understand. Yeah. Because yeah. They, what, what they, how they work or what they feed off is people liking them. But now everybody's at home and everybody's thinking about themselves. So now what about Girls. you? What, what are you offering now that's so special? Yeah. 
and who do you have to think about yourself with what do you have to think about yourself with like you know like ah i don't envy those people at all Mm-hmm. Um, I, I forgot who it was, but there was somebody that just stopped doing whatever it is that they were doing and started traveling. And the person was like, I've been to all these countries, but I couldn't tell you shit about them because mm. um, being a celebrity and traveling is very different from being an ordinary person and traveling. Like, it's mm. the same chain of hotels, it's the same from flights to, you know, that kind of thing. So, if you don't take a pause, you realize that it looks like you're enjoying life, but you may not necessarily be enjoying life. And I think that's what is happening to most of them. And I think that's what some of them already knew beforehand, like the Beyonces and things who have been doing this for a while. So they knew this for a while and they take breaks and they, you know, they fight for their privacy and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, now it's, the whole world is different now. Celebrities... I don't know, but I don't know. Even like local celebrities, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't find the value in them to be honest. Like ninety percent of them, like I don't, I don't know what they offer as far as value or if I'm supposed. To, I don't know. It's a very interesting thing because apart from them just showing off on Instagram or whatever, most of them don't really contribute much. I don't know. I just, mm. just my, that's as I see. Outside of their talent. Yeah. And what they use that for. So Exactly. Like when the movie is over, what's up? When the song dies out, what's up? What's yeah. up? Like, yeah. But again, again, value is relative, right? So mm. for our value points, they may not be as valuable. But sometimes, you know, you just need to. There are some people today that for us to shake it off and move on. You know, sometimes you need to. Let's say. Right now, I find that I'm very attracted to content that doesn't make me think because I think enough on my own. Do you get what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So anytime, like, <laughs> like series and things that are too heavy, I'm like, nah, mm-hmm. like, I don't, I just want to watch and go. I don't yeah. want any life philosophy. I don't want to question. No, it's interesting. There's room for everything. Even though I'm not the type of person that will even produce those type of contents, at least now I can appreciate that, oh, they do do some things at some points in life, right? Yeah. But I, I definitely get I, I definitely get your thing. And the, the thing is, I think the thing that Ghanaians or Africans are not realizing is that we are not necessarily in the luxury phase of life yet like no. you cannot be here and disconnect from what is happening right mm-hmm, you have mm-hmm. to have a message you have to be an artist that insists on only using black models because you know what's happening mm-hmm. do you know what i mean not yeah. in the african-american space so here even home yeah, yeah. the bleaching the idea of self-worth like you have to have a message you are not in the stage where you can just be fooling anyhow like but sometimes we just get lost in the sauce and everybody's trying to eat so we don't have like that self-sacrificing thing you know like everybody just wants to eat and be free because they've been hungry for a while which is understandable but every time i come across old content on like Ghanaians of old right and i'm talking about amata edu's generation Mm -hmm. i'm like oh my god where did these type of people go? Like, we were so dope to me. Yeah. And it's not even, like, on just the civil rights level, but, like, we, I feel like we were more complete, right? Because, like, yeah. those people partied and then they stood for stuff. Like, they mm-hmm. stood for stuff. Like, True. you have these people inspiring math. 
Martin Luther King and all these people like Maya Angelou just loves Ghana and Ghanaians because of the people that she met. And I'm like, do we even have those crop of people now? Ah, it's Honestly. Very, yeah, it's a very one? small, but it's not, it's not, it's not much. No. It's hard to find. My point is like, even those that, who's one writer we, we will both know? <laughs> who's one activist we will both know? Who's one thought leader we will both know? Do you get what I mean? Because it's like small, 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 small. And it's uh, like every time, even when you listen to like old documentaries of like just like a, a normal teacher or something, like the way she talks, the confidence yeah. in being herself. Like, I'm like, where are these people? And it's because right now we have so much TV, so much content and all our TV, all our content, all our media is pointing to someone else. Yeah, so not, nobody's even... Yeah, it's not within, it's always outside. It's always outside. So you don't even have any time for self-reflection as a Ghanaian and what that means to you and what that looks like or what you can contribute to that. No, you are trying to get your coins up so that you can live in an escalator building or elevator building <laughs> when you have a country that barely has power. Like, what's wrong? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Okay, but I think we're in this last thing because I think I was talking to somebody some time ago and we we're talking about Ghana in general, like, and I was saying mm-hmm. that the thing about Ghana, we have a lot of stuff here within, mm-hmm. within the country. But mm-hmm. what tends to happen is that they are being undermined. Like somebody mm-hmm. said that what happens is that if somebody is talented here, they will never necessarily reach their potential because they are maybe under-resourced or something. But if you take that person... And I took them abroad. Like I took them to UK, mm-hmm. whatever. I took America. And I gave them all their potential. They will excel even mm-hmm. better than the, the local people. There. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, that's true. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. because people are really talented here, but they don't have the resources to actually be good. And it's very sad. And, and, and it's not even like they don't have the resources to actually be good, though. They're, you see, like, ce- celebrities are made from people. And so mm-hmm. you are in Ghana... And your audience is looking outside. Mm-hmm. Do you get yeah, it? Like, we, exactly. can, we can create a rich man, right? That's why they didn't, like, all these people didn't blow from outside. Do you get what I mean? Like, they, mm-hmm. it's internal. But we don't look for internal greatness, internal content. Our taste, our taste buds, our palettes have been so influenced that even to notice somebody on that level, they would have gone, they would have had to go there and be branded there to, for us to even like it. Because that's, all we know and like yeah. you see that's the sad thing because we have the numbers to make someone great mm-hmm. and if you even if you look at Ghanaian youtubers who are making money off of youtube it me all that power comes from Ghanaians outside of the country like if yeah. you said you a Ghanaian youtube like Ghana contents but who makes money but it has to attract the Ghanaians outside because they are the ones who are most likely to invest and it's, somebody will say Ghanaians don't watch YouTube, they watch YouTube. Yeah, but they are watching Logan Paul and Jake Paul and Ayi and, you know, like those kind of things. Like it's, that's why like sometimes I'm like, right now I'm done with even fighting with the media. I want to fight with us. Like mm. all these casket people, the casket people that they are blowing. When yeah. They were here. They were here. Did we ever find it as memeable? No. no. They had to land on somebody's thing for him to think that 
is meme worthy and nothing yeah. about the people have changed though it's same true. song same everything so it's like okay you're a Ghanaian tiktok creator what is the Ghanaian content that you can instead of you doing the eh, you savage eh, you, like do the savage all right but at the same time do the eh, you, kiddie and do, do you get what i mean like, yep, I like mean. you're not looking here so you're not seeing anything that this place has to offer so it, it, it saddens me, but every time you see a creative that is dope, you have to see a Westerner behind them. <laughs> and if you admit the creative in the beginning, you realize the person really didn't want that, but how, how are they going to survive if not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, one love and men's games, like, most mm. of the Americans from European shows. It's true, I've seen But you know yeah. that they are genuinely patriotic people that would have loved to be here just doing Ghana shows and things like that. But they're for it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, also us, like, the things that we find entertaining, the people that we put on platforms, the, pe- the things we put our money into, like, you to what's up? You get like, it's so frustrating. It is so frustrating. Just at dinner call. But before we know that, yeah, this is something that I can back. Exactly. Like every day, I tell myself, even me with all of this that I'm saying, I know that I've been programmed to like some things. So every day, I force myself to assume different type of content because I'm like, I want to, I want to have a say in what. Like, do you know the thing that I found so interesting? We're always shading the Ghanaian industry for doing the beach scene. The when people are in love and they go to the beach and they run. They are running, yeah, running. each other and following the sun. But I'm like, ah. one time I was just observing. I was like, yo, most of some movies and a lot of movies in America have beach things. Why is it that only I say, yeah, nah, yeah, baby? You know that <laughs> thing. We just don't like room and and and. This is just by way. I know this will not make it. I'm just taking us right now. I'm, I'm talking to Joseph, but <laughs> there's this thing that I found interesting. So. Some guy documentary and he picked three subjects, me and some two other people. Mm-hmm. And he wanted, and his whole thing was that to just humanize the African, right? Because he's like, every type of content that comes out about, about Africa is all like dramatic, like intense, like if it's not poverty, some like, mm-hmm. he just wants life, right? Yeah. So he was like, oh, and he wants unique people to tell tell the story so like he had a female biker he had kiara he had me like hey you are here and you're saying like you're a travel blogger in ghana like all these things so he was like i should just talk about my life and the uh, the twist was that i was supposed to talk about it in my local language which is tree mm-hmm. i struggled right and i found that i i realized i think in english and i translated tree mm-hmm. but the place that I struggled the most is when it came to the topic of love and affection Mm. Even with translation, I was struggling. I was struggling. And I realized that, uh-huh. Because even love now is brothelized. Like it's a, it's a European thing. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's very true. So, no, like, no forget even nobody has wronged me with tree before. No parents has loved on me with tree. Like, so I, or, or they have, but I didn't even know that that was because it, it doesn't have the European touch. Do you know what I mean? It's not I love you. It's not flowers. It's not chocolate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is so interesting. So it's, and all these boils down to how we see ourselves, right? Because when you think love and that lovey-dovey things, so I'm not thinking, oh, Ghana, oh, Medofo, oh, you know, those kind of things. Like you are thinking, 
I love you, I'll die for you. Like, and <laughs> when it comes to insults, negativity, that one that you give, you say it's right now. And I was like, yo, this thing is so interesting. This is so interesting. We need to like humanize our experience, right? But not sometimes when you see like energy on our content, it's all like dramatic things. Like if um this guy, humans of NY. Yeah. When he came to Ghana, everybody was like, Shelly, go, go, go. I'm like, listen, first and foremost, I'm tired of the white man telling the stories. <laughs> That's not the platform that I want to be on. But that aside, I'm like, I'm really waiting to see what this boy is going to talk about. And I realized mm-hmm. that, again, Rwanda, war, 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 whatever. But the Ghanaian stories, I was so happy with them because it was like, somebody was talking about, I don't know, like abortion. Somebody was talking about his sister dying. Or, hey, no abortion, like losing a child. Somebody yeah. was talking about, I was like, yes. The story because when you look at humans of NY, it's like human stories. Fine, you can't erase the war of Rwanda, but are you telling me that outside of the war, none of them's boyfriend left them? No, (laughs) yes, like none of them has divorced, none of them lost a bit. Like, come on, come on. If you leave, they said so. The lion needs to tell his story. The hands will only always glorify the hunter. Like obviously, some and sometimes I don't even blame them so much. I mean, I blame them, but sometimes I don't blame them so much because it's like, what is different for you? Like they've watched enough love stories over there, so they're interested in war. So when they come, they'll come and do war. Yeah. You that you have had enough war stories. Where are your love stories? Where are your whatever other stories? But because you two, you are, you are feeding to them, like you want them to see you. Yeah, be to see me. So then the musician will come and talk about how he walked from Navrongo to whatever to make a song just so that you, do you get what I mean? Yeah. You, sell, you sell yourself, like even in applications to schools, you think of your most African, AKA struggles of poverty mm-hmm. and war mm-hmm. and all these things. Do you get what I mean? Yep. So, like, who, who are we blaming here? Hmm? What story outside of all these stories? And it's not like those things aren't real, but there are enough coverage of them. Tell the story. Your alien romance. Like, why do you think those things would do for love and things like that did so yeah, well? It was the first time you were actually seeing your real life there. Because... As we are right now, man, you can relate to slavery, we can relate to war, we can relate to hunger, we can relate to all these things. But that's all the representation you get. So anytime somebody invests in your story, like I keep saying, for those in the middle, because even when you look at Ghanaian content, right, you have the Ejako movies, which is like the extreme side of compound house, of of you know fufu, like of like you know some life that you may not necessarily be living then you have the Ivan Nelson like, uh, movies where it's like some American film that they just put black back you know, <laughs> of like, yeah. juice in the morning and, and apartments and and, mm-hmm. and dinner table dates with parents like and you're like hmm, where's the middle ground where's sure, that, right? you know, yeah. we live in a residential area alright but still you're woke people alright you know I know my, you know, elevators are not involved, all right. But you, you like, do you get what I mean? Like, yeah, what you that mean. middle content, no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said, mean... you've come to the house of a talkative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
How many hours are we riding on? Um, I think it's like what past an hour. But yeah, but I think we can close. But yeah, you're right about the whole, you know, telling what story we want to tell because we have a lot of like content here. Well, every time I look around, I'm like somebody can create something out of this content here and just put it online on YouTube or whatever. We're always trying to create something from outside here and fit it. And it's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I think this has been a good conversation though. I mean, we're talking for a lot now, different topics, traveling and all that. I think it's fine to actually like end it on this note. Okay. Yeah. But like what's like what's your what's your plans now? I know you're doing the the articles and stuff, but going forward. Um, I said <laughs> sometimes you have to realize that you are in a sidekick season or a main hero season and just looking at how life is going and the after effects of the corona i think that i'm ready to be a sidekick aka probably look for a job in the travel space Mm -hmm. you know for a while before i set off as you know the solo person that i am i think i've given it a good shot doing the whole entrepreneur thing, but I'm ready to be, be a sidekick for a bit while mm-hmm. I, you know, put some resources together and have a regular routine that I can develop all these things around, you know. That's my direction in there. So if there's anybody out there <laughs> looking for an experienced traveler and content creator for the hour, whatever I'm here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're always there. I mean, your content is always there, actually. You should reach out to, like, these, like, um, brands like New York Times Travel and all these people. I'm sure they maybe would like to yeah. do something like that. Yeah, yeah. You see, that's the energy I need. Those are the... <laughs> be sharing these informations with me because you'd be surprised that maybe I didn't know I had access mm-hmm. to those things or I didn't even... I wasn't thinking, you see, it, it goes back to what we're saying. Like, sometimes it feels like, ah, this girl, she should know these things. But she doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Yeah, There true. are people that don't know. We have over 60 visa-free countries. Just dropping that in there. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, we have 63, 63 now. Yeah, yeah I mean, I learned, I learned that last year. And I was like, oh, I want to go to all these places when I save up money. Yeah. Yeah. And like we're tired of all these applications and things like that. And even exactly. now with Corona, it's going to be so much worse. Yeah. Mm. So um, I mean, this is off off of the. Let me just give a summary. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast, Joseph. It's been amazing. I learned a lot, and I hope that hopefully you and your listeners learned one or two things from me. Um, I would. I feel like I would end with just learn yourself and your environment and consume content with a filter okay mm-hmm. apply when necessary <laughs> yeah i think that sounds good okay so, so on a good note thanks shirley i'll definitely keep in touch more often and see what's up okay bye okay bye